And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the NDP raises concerns about government support for victims of wildfires in western Saskatchewan. Agri-News is brought to you by the REMAX Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. And McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results, online at mcdougallauction.com. The NDP is raising concern about support from the Disaster Assistance Program for victims of wildfires in western Saskatchewan this fall. Opposition critic Carla Beck says some groups feel the support doesn't go far enough for livestock producers who lost critical winter feed supplies. Mr. Speaker, producers, APAS and SARM have all been clear that these dollars are welcome, but they're inadequate and they won't help many who are struggling right now. And I know that the Minister of Agriculture knows this. So why won't they just deliver the disaster relief that is so desperately needed? Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart says there has been help in the form of veterinary support and help for disposal of dead livestock. We've uh, given the uh, Saskatchewan Stock Growers <coughs> Association $100,000 uh, uh, to, uh, uh, to dispense to the, the victims of this fire as they see fit. Uh, Mr. Speaker, they're uh, on the ground in the area and they, uh, I think they know uh, uh, best where the money should go. And uh, more recently, uh, uh, PDAP has uh, agreed that uh, they will cover losses of, uh, of uh, winter grazing grass that's been burnt off in these fires. Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart spoke in the Saskatchewan Legislature yesterday. Canola Council of Canada officials are keeping their fingers crossed about future trade talks with China. While Prime Minister Trudeau wasn't able to get China to agree to formal free trade talks on his recent visit to Beijing, Canola Council President Jim Everson says it did provide a forum for trade priorities to be raised, including the approval of canola biotech trades. Everson says they appreciate the federal government's commitment to positive China-Canada trade relations. I think that the government is um, spending a, a lot of energy in establishing um, strong relations with China. We think that a key part of, uh, of our relationship to China there is to be sure that we have uh, you know, consistent engagement at the highest level. And I think the government's working hard at doing that. The Prime Minister was there, as you know, uh, uh, again um, just last week and had uh, several of the cabinet ministers with him as well. And um, that, that kind of engagement, I think, is important to demonstrate the interest that Canada has in a, in a trading relationship with China. Everson hopes trade discussions with China will lead to lower tariffs on canola imports, currently set at 9% for canola seed, and new seed innovation being adopted in Canada. We just hope that the government of Canada can move on and find a solution to the current kind of uh, um, uh, stalemate, I guess, they have with, with China in terms of getting these discussions going. We've uh, estimated that you know, if we had tariffs reduced in China on canola seed, that would, that would generate the possibility of another almost 2 million tons of canola, 1.8 million tons of canola to be uh, shipped to China over time. So that's a huge opportunity for us, and we think it's really important that the government uh, stick with the discussions and see if we can't uh, get a new uh, economic relationship with China uh, under discussion. Everson says China is our second biggest customer for canola exports behind only the U.S. We just hope that the government of Canada can move on and find a solution to the current kind of uh, um, uh, stalemate, I guess, they have with, with China in terms of getting these discussions going. We've uh, estimated that you know, if we had tariffs reduced in China on 
canola seed, that would that would generate the possibility of another almost 2 million tons of canola, 1.8 million tons of canola to be uh, shipped to China over time. So that's a huge opportunity for us, and we think it's really important that the government uh, stick with the discussions and see if we can't uh, get a new uh, economic relationship with China uh, under discussion. In Everson says China is our second biggest customer for canola exports behind only the U.S. We have, uh, as you know, the new traits that come along that are genetically modified have to be approved in all of our markets, our major markets, and they certainly have to be approved through a science-based process in China. And the challenge with China is that that just takes a long time. Um, so some of our new innovation in seeds have been approved in Canada back in 2012 and are still not approved in China. So we have been um, advocating that China move on not to change their process but just to make sure their process is timely and that they get approval and there and at that point then we um, we can make that those uh, seed innovations available to Canadian farmers. Everson says the Canadian canola industry is eagerly awaiting China's approval of three canola biotechnology seed trends. Everson says after approval in China these traits will help Canadian farmers adopt innovation and be more competitive producing an estimated $400 million more canola every year using the same amount of land and inputs. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. The Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association is heading in a new direction, at least when it comes to management structure. Wheat Growers Chair Jim Wickett of Rosetown says they have contracted a professional management firm to lead their day-to-day operations kind of switching from one single person um, with many hats to uh, go into more of a management team and and having, you know, an individual that will uh, look after the day-to-day operations and one is going to look after membership and and drive the business side of things. And, and then there's a specialist with, uh, with media, social media, and, uh, and the likes of that. So we're kind of replacing one person with three. Wicket believes having a management team will better serve members. I think it's really going to serve our members and, and serve uh, things. We uh, we were tasked, both of the previous two uh, executive directors, with uh, the amount of time that they had to put in. And then, like I said, it's, uh, sometimes you have a policy person, they're not necessarily great on the business side and then vice versa. So this way, uh, you know, if, if we need a... An 18 or 20 hour day when you split that by three that's not so bad when it's just one uh, one person that's burning the midnight oil uh, you, you, you tend to burn them out. The decision to go with a professional management team comes on the heels of the former wheat growers executive director Robin Spear leaving the organization to become manager of CN Public Affairs. Wheat growers president Levi Wood says farmers are happy to have someone who knows and understands their industry at CN. Wicket says they wish Spear well in his new position with CN Rail. Robin just did a fantastic job, uh, you know, um, stepping in and, and taking over his role. Um, you know, we're way better off, uh, in way better situation right now than when he came. Uh, we had an increase in membership, increase in sponsorship, uh, increased their vis- visibility uh, greatly. So uh, we owe uh, a huge debt to Robin there. Jim Wickett is chair of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers.
The province's two main irrigation organizations held a joint conference this week in Moose Jaw. They were presented with a new study that found that for every dollar spent on irrigation, an additional $8 was generated for the economy. Joel Vanderschaft from Outlook is president of the Saskatchewan Irrigation Projects Association, also known as SEPA. It allows us to diversify our crops because there are some crops that we wouldn't be able to grow at all if we didn't have irrigation. And what that does is that uh, diversifies uh, you know, our economy, but also diversifies the industry in terms of you know, allowing for different industrial applications. So you have not only farmers that can diversify, but also then you have the whole support system and then the communities that are supported by irrigation. I, I look to our own district here in the uh, uh, South Saskatchewan River Irrigation District, and um, RRM has been you know, one of the fastest growing RMs in Saskatchewan for quite a long time, and that X factor is the irrigation. Vanderschaff adds that merger discussions are going well between the Saskatchewan Irrigation Projects Association and the Irrigation Crop Diversification Corporation. No timetable has been set for a vote, but the earliest opportunity would be one year from now. Global animal protein production, beef, pork, and poultry is expected to rise in 2018. Justin Sherrard is the Animal Protein Global Strategist with Rabobank and issued this forecast. It is a significant rise and I think for me it's not just that it's above the 10-year average in terms of the production growth, it's above the 10-year average for the second consecutive year. I think production growth is probably strongest in the US or in North America in general and then following that in Brazil. Speaking of Brazil, it's still dealing with a temporary Russian ban on meat imports from the South American country. The Russians found traces of ractopamine. That throws open the question as to, okay, well, if that product from Brazil is not going to go into Russia next year, where is it going to go? Where will Russia source that product from alternatively? And what does that mean to the overall trade balance? The Russians say traces of ractopamine have been found in Brazilian pork and beef. Russia is Brazil's number one pork customer. It also accounts for about 11% of total beef volume. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hollis Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra this morning were mixed in early trading. Canola fell 90 cents at 477.74. Oats decreased 214 at 157.14. Yellow peas gained $11 at 233.54. Number one red spring wheat gained $1.59 at $2.36.40. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $2.67.46. Feed barley, $1.74.63. Flax, $4.72.68. Feed wheat, $1.36.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March spring wheat rose one and three quarter cents a bushel at six twelve and three quarters cents a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-5358 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 1650 on offer Tuesday at our pre-sort. Another 500-plus cows again on Thursday. These cows just won't quit coming to town. Cow market did look a little lower. A lot of these cows from 78 to 85 on the top-end cows. Feeding cows, they're still selling pretty well. They're going to bring 80 to 88, and some of them like 
thinner cows will bring as high as a buck twenty twenty six. The calf market on the light end looked like it was fairly steady. The heavy calves were off four to five bucks. It looked to me like some of these plain to medium cattle are lower. We are seeing a depression in the board right now. And just a reminder, the last pre-sort of 17 is on the 12th. All the calves got to be here by the 11th, on the 11th by 2. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have a great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,000 hogs Thursday, selling in a range of 138 to 150 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,400 heads, selling in a range of 137 to 151 per CKG. 100 index dress weight hog prices for the week ending Friday, December 8th are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 143.60, Ham's Cash, 142.10, Thunder Creek Brickle, 141.94, and High Life, $148.64 per CKG. Ham's Cash Hog price today is down, and forward contract prices opened down this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar was down 53 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2843. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 77.69 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets will finish off the week mixed with the ISM and WCB down by a little over $1 U.S. 100 weight, while the national region is up by 56 cents U.S. 100 weight. Softening packer bidding ahead of the holidays, and for the first time in a while, bellies came in lower on the day and have backed off the $150 U.S. 100 weight level they were approaching earlier in the week. Canadian dollar is finding some stability near the mid-77 cent level after falling from almost 79 cents earlier this week. The move lower follows the announcement from the Bank of Canada that the overnight interest rate will be left unchanged. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, partly cloudy, wind northwest 30, the high minus 1, the low minus 10. Tomorrow, mainly sunny, wind northwest 30, the high plus 1, the low minus 2. Sunday, partly cloudy with a high plus 4, the low minus 2. Monday, a mix of sun and cloud, the high 0, the low minus 5. Tuesday, sunny skies, the high plus 4, the low minus 5. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 2, the low minus 7. Thursday, a mix of sun and cloud, the high minus 1. Normal high is minus 7, the low is minus 19. The sun rose at 8.46 this morning. It sets at 4.55 tonight. And around the province, we have Estevan minus 1, Saskatoon minus 2, Swift Current minus 1, Weyburn minus 2, Yorkton minus 1. In Regina, cloudy and minus 2, that's 28 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest at 22, wind chill minus 8, Humidity 78%, the barometer rising 102.2. Cloudy in Moose Jaw 0, west-northwest at 26. Once again, Regina, cloudy, minus 2, that's 28 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.